0: Welcome to the Construction Disruption Podcast, where we uncover the future of building and remodeling. I'm Todd Miller of Isaiah Industries, manufacturer of specialty metal roofing and other building materials. And today is a very special episode of the podcast as we are celebrating our one year anniversary. Woo! Yeah! Yeah. Okay. Loud applause. (laughs) So with me today are Seth Heckeman, Ryan Bell, and Ethan Young. Uh, all these folks are other Isaiah Industries team members who have played roles in this production over the past year. Um, I even brought in donuts today. Get your donut yet? I have not. Did not I, yeah. Well, sorry, you're out of luck on that one. Ryan's <laughs> off-site yeah, today.
1: So. I did not.
0: Anyway, so I'm looking forward to this. This should be a great, uh, unique episode today as we look back over the past year a bit and also as we look forward to the future. Um, Anyone have any good stories to start us out with today?
2: Uh, that just wanted to honor at the you know special episode honor a special person near us so it was kind of an unfortunate situation some uh, someone we knew here in piqua you know had a had a health event and went into the hospital and really needed a needed a blood transfusion as part of their treatment and The family was around and I guess this really is you know uh, a, a endorsement of donating blood frequently because then you you'll know and people close to you will know what sort of blood type you need but um, this this individual who needed treatment was was unconscious, wasn't responding. Family was around; they needed to know the blood type, and they just they just didn't know uh, and couldn't ask. The, the The patient was a bit out of sorts, and and they were standing around discussing this. You know, we wish we just we just knew that way we could treat them and save them. And um, but you know, even in the midst of kind of the uh, delusion and and, br- and fog that the patient was in, uh, he just kept encouraging his family, though, even up to the end, and just kept saying you know be positive be positive uh, it'll be okay be positive and uh, so that was my dad joke attempt at to begin <laughs> that's a good one
0: that's a good one
2: you know at, at, here as we're thinking
0: about school starting off um i'm kind of reminded here in the local schools uh they had that kidnapping uh at school uh, kind of in the spring um that was pretty traumatic um they woke him up. Everything's okay.
3: But, uh, <laughs> oh, I thought about telling a dad joke, but I don't have kids. So that would make me a faux
1: pas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, a little wordplay there.
0: That is a good
1: one. Nice. Well, I did. I did not come prepared with a a dad joke. I do have. Well, I'm not good at remembering jokes. Period. But there is one that I remember that I'll share, and we may need to edit this <laughs> those are the best kind. Yeah, I know, right? Uh what type of bees make milk? Ethan's shaking his head. He said I, this. I, I, yeah, Maybe I don't this. even need to say it.
3: I don't I'm not i am i am going to let them figure it out.
1: Well you actually told me I, this so that so I, did, I think
0: yeah. uh I think uh Seth is the only one in the dark on this.
2: What kind of bees make milk? Yeah. I I'm gotten up.
1: Boo bees <laughs>
2: I think that can stay we've had a we've had a couple of episodes earn us an explicit rating for yeah. reasons we did not anticipate so but uh so that that's been a one thing we've learned and uh, better understood as we've gone through this last year so has been Ryan indeed probably earned us a third one yes. so so along the line of of insects and
0: animals um <laughs> Anyone familiar with what uh, the Pink Panther said when he stepped on an ant? I don't know. Dead ant, dead ant, dead, <laughs> ant, dead, ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant. Okay, That's a good one. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Ethan has to win that round. Yeah, no, <laughs> Ryan's is awfully good too. Yeah, they were all good. So just so our audience knows today, we also each have a challenge word in our episode. So this is a unique word that each of us has been challenged to try to bring into work into the episode. And so we encourage our listeners, see if you can spot that challenge word, that rather odd word we may use at some point at the end of the show. We'll tell you what they were and whether we were successful. So um, driving forward, it dawned on me um, that perhaps our audience doesn't know Um, each of you folks all that well. Um, Very quickly, uh, could you each just uh, introduce yourself, perhaps share a bit uh, of what you do here at Isaiah Industries? Um, And even though we all wear a lot of hats, but anyway, and then share one thing about yourself that is unique uh, or something that might surprise our audience. Um, I am exempt from this question, so I don't have to answer it. That makes it more fun.
1: Mm. I'll, uh, start if that's all right. Awesome. Um, this is Ryan since nobody can see me. Um, I'm the creative director here at Isaiah. Um, like Todd said, we all wear a lot of hats. My main focus has always kind of been on developing and designing marketing materials and logo logos and brochures and banners and stuff like that. Um, both in-house and, um, for our, our dealers, um, trade show type things, that sort of stuff, along with uh, some marketing, social media, video, um, sorts of things. And I'm kind of, I, I guess, one of the producers behind the scenes here for Construction Disruption. I handle a lot of the the editing and the publishing um, and the, the graphics and stuff like that um, for each episode. Uh, what was the last part of your thing? Something unique about? Something unique about each? yourself or something that might surprise folks. I don't know. Gosh, there's probably a lot. Um, Something new. So this will probably surprise you guys too, but something new. I like learning. I love learning new things, learning how to do new things. I have always wanted more tattoos. So you're learning to give them to yourself? Yes, I am. Are you serious? (laughs) Oh, I thought I was joking. No. um, I realized, you know, that it's never been a priority because they're expensive, one. Mm, Sure. Um, And with a family, it's just hard to justify spending money on tattoos. But um, the tattoo industry has changed a lot. It's probably been, you know, 15 years since my last one done in a tattoo studio. And the industry has changed a lot and become more affordable and... Uh, the things that are out there now, uh, pretty much everything's disposable now except for the main part of the machine. So it's, it's much easier. And I just started researching it. And I was like, I can totally do this. Um, so a few months ago, I decided to learn uh, how to tattoo and I have now given myself three tattoos. <laughs> nice. That
0: is cool, especially with your artistic and creative abilities. There, there's probably certain parts of your body you just can't reach though i would assume so certain things are limited
1: the f- and and really the only place you're supposed to tattoo yourself is on your thighs because you need both hands you need your other mm-hmm. hand to stretch the skin properly but i went for one on my arm <laughs> <laughs> which turned which turned out okay it needs it needs another round to clean it up, but uh yeah and you know, I just learned everything from YouTube too, and we 've talked about that before go. on previous episodes but
2: are you willing to share what one of your new three
1: are well, the one on my arm um so there's a uh I, I guess I can show it to you guys on camera, but no one else is going to be able to see it so the oldest tattoo studio in um the world is in Jerusalem. If you guys know that, they've been around for like over 700 years and they tattoo pilgrims. Um, And if you Google it, it's Razuk Tattoo. Um, They have, you know, kind of these, their stencils are like these old stamps that, you know, that I think they would stamp on and they're still kind of doing those same things. But, you know, people go there and and specifically to get tattooed. Um, So I took some inspiration from some of their main designs and kind of came up with my own. But it's a... Um, Jerusalem cross. Oh, I don't even know if I can get it on camera. Um, a Jerusalem wow. mm. cross with three crowns on the top, which is kind of one of their designs. And then it says IHS, uh, the bottom mm. of the cross goes down to IHS and kind of like a black letter, which is Jesus. Mm. Um, I have not filled it in yet. I just did the outline cause I wanted to see how it came out, but it's cool. Wow. Impressive. Wow, yeah. That's that impressive. Goodness,
0: can
2: either of you guys top that? Yeah, I'm not sharing anything you need. Beat that.
0: (laughs) Good stuff.
2: I'm Seth Heckman, VP of Sales here at Isaiah Industries. So uh, I get to work with our sales team and customer support team serving uh, homeowners, contractors, distributors, and other uh, trade professionals across North America. Uh, so we we are blessed with an incredible uh, team here, as Todd has uh, reiterated over and over again. But um, you know, real real blessed to get to work with those folks, and uh, always striving to provide the highest level of support and service and expertise that we can for uh, those that we get to serve. Um, Not cool enough to tattoo myself. Uh, Unique, interesting. Um, I do most of the cooking at my house, so it is an ongoing negotiation of how many grills I am allowed to have on the patio. So I think I'm up to five, um, and I may need to enter into the negotiation of expanding the patio and giving Nicole some more space, and then I may be able to build a, a
1: spot for a sixth one, but we'll see.
0: That's impressive as well. Wow.
1: Speaking what of— are the, Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, what are the different types of grills? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Yeah. I have two, and I thought that was one too many. But <laughs> I'm
2: a Weber guy. Like, I, I really enjoy—so I have the Weber Bullet Smoker, the 18-inch, the middle size. Then I have two just traditional kettles. Um, which you've got to have if you're doing two different, like if you're doing a a, a slow cook on one wow. and a fast on the other, or you got people over and you want to grill some sides. Um, then I have the Weber gas for uh, daily, you know, or uh, not, yeah, uh, you know, weeknight uh, needs. And then I I got a Traeger last mm-hmm. fall, so I have that too. So um, if anyone is interested, still the smoke flavor on charcoal is superior to pellets but the convenience and ease of use is unmatched so the the next one will be the 26 inch weber probably which you know it's it doesn't sound like a lot but it makes a big difference
0: that is a lot of grills i'll tell you so when you first said grills i started thinking of those i don't understand those things people put on their teeth oh. <laughs> those those <laughs> ornamental things they put on their teeth that yeah. they call grills i I don't get those at all, anyway.
3: Okay, Ethan, tell us yeah. about yourself. <laughs> so I'm Ethan Young. I'm the content writer here at Isaiah. And I do a lot of writing. I do some photography, videography. Uh, my role with the podcast is kind of helping set up the camera, get all the audio stuff ready, making sure it can, you know, come out the best it can so we can go to Ryan and then he can edit it for hours and hours. And um, something interesting about me, so in the last year or so, I recently started playing Dungeons & Dragons with some friends from college. Which is something I was kind of against at first. I wasn't sure, you know, I think there's kind of a negative perception about it, but it's been really fun. It's kind of just storytelling with your friends, basically. So it's been a good time.
0: Very cool. And
3: just in case our audience wonders, Ethan really is
0: as chill as he sounds on these. Just this chill, cool guy. Very neat. So I will share something unique about myself that I thought this, I don't know if it's unique, just a story. I've never told anyone this in my life. Um, It is a true story. Um, I was not a fan of gym class in school, I got to confess. And somehow I got through, I think, high school only taking one gym class my entire high school career, which was pretty impressive. And that was a little creativity that I did. But anyway, um, we were playing baseball. I actually hit a triple. Um, in baseball, in in gym class. Now, the only reason I got a triple was the outfielder was too lazy to go chase the ball. (laughs) Had I been able to move a little faster, it would have been an inside-the-park home run. But uh, anyway, that's my story. The
2: pinnacle of your athletic career. (laughs) It
0: it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, here we are 40 years later still talking about it. You're the first (laughs) I've ever heard about that. Uh, anyway, so I'm curious, anyone want to talk about what this experience has been like to develop and produce construction disruption? Um, I know that for me and someone touched on this earlier, I think it was Ryan wanting to be a lifelong learner and learn things. And I've loved that about, uh, doing this show and that we have had so many guests that have brought, uh, new ideas and, and forward thinking things that are going on in our industry. And it just seems like every episode I learn something, uh, whether, you know, whether it's been about 3D printing or AI or or any of the myriad of other things we've talked about. But
3: uh, anyway, anyone else want to share anything about what your experience has been? Um, I would say for me, just the practical in terms of setting everything. up. I've done live production stuff before, but it was kind of fun learning a whole new workflow and getting used to that. And then also just how willing people are to share with you, like their passions and stuff. We've had a lot of interesting guests, like Todd said, and people love it when you give them a platform to come on and share stuff. And not like you said, I've learned a lot of interesting stuff that I would have never known about otherwise. So it's been valuable.
2: Yeah, for me, it's really reinforced how broad and the, the wide expanse that is our industry. I th- you know, in some of the intros, what is, what is the number been? $3 billion industry. Or I forget. It just remember it is really big, but in, um, in, you know, learning all these kind of nooks and crannies of the industry and, and meeting interesting people and, and doing that in a time where, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, uh, we've all been navigating this maelstrom of a market that we've been uh, handed and figuring our way through it and, and making those connections in the midst of that and seeing how others are coming up with new innovative ideas, uh, tactics and practices just to ensure that uh, themselves and others can continue to be successful regardless of the
1: circumstances
0: very good Ryan what's your experience been
1: well uh, you know I've kind of pushed or mentioned we should do a podcast for a while um, kind of on and off I'm a big podcast guy I love listening to podcast um, and I've always wanted the opportunity to produce one I'm not a huge talker uh, so I've never been able to kind of start one on my own but um or, or I guess felt like I could. Uh, but so, you know, when this idea came up to um, start construction disruption, I was all for it. And and I love audio. I love working with audio files and editing and all that stuff. But I did not know, I guess, really how much was involved with the production and how long the editing could take or how much time you could spend on it. Um, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Um, which I think can be a curse sometimes, and kind of uh, <laughs> kind of yeah you know uh a lot of the time, I guess uh you know so i-, re- I really you know and as far as the editing editing goes it, and it 's been a constant um attempt at improving, I would say you know we're we 're what like fifty episodes in now,, yeah. and I feel like we have continually tried different platforms and different ways of doing things and recording and um, trying to streamline our processes, which, you know, that, that happens in every business, I've, I think, or it should. And I, I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed learning about all these different tools that, that can be used and also kind of learning how, how to let go of certain things and and just get content out there, you know, um, which is probably more important um, than perfecting it or making sure it's perfect or making sure I have the right EQ settings on on someone's voice you know things nobody else is going to notice or or hear but me um and and that kind of brings me into something else I want to share with our listeners because I guess my, my kids would probably call this a hack even though it's in the form of a liquid um I like I said I like trying new things that's both like learning stuff as well as experimenting with different things that are out there, products to make your life better. Um, I found this productivity drink, I believe is, is what they call it. It's called magic mind. Um, and was lucky enough to get some to try. Um, basically what it is, it's a, uh, organic herbal supplement shot. That's about two ounces, I think. And it's got all this, um, good stuff for you in it. Um, I think a lot of people drink it to replace their coffee, and I actually that's how I found it. I was searching for a coffee replacement. I wanted to try to stop drinking coffee. I never drank coffee because um, I was tired or to try to wake me up in the morning. I'm a morning person. Um, I really just like the taste and smell of coffee. But I wanted to give a shot. Uh, I, I guess I've reached the point in my life where I've noticed myself getting older and other things affecting me and the crash that would happen after, you know, four cups of coffee was starting to get worse. And I'm like, I I probably should, you know, cut back on the caffeine. That's how I found magic mind. And, um, their, their messaging or the benefits uh, of it are, you know, more energy, relaxation helps with anxiety, reducing stress, um, focus, cognitive ability, all, all sorts of things like that. I'm not even going to try to mention, or name some of the ingredients in it uh, because I will probably pronounce them wrong. But it's got like nootropics, which I do know how to say that, like lion's mane helps with co- cognition and focus and stuff like that. So, um, so anyways, I, I started um, drinking Magic Mind and I noticed it, the editing, to make a long story short, the editing process is very mundane and long and it's hard, especially for a creative person like me to stay focused on. And we all have those mundane, tedious tasks in our day-to-day routine. And I 100% noticed a difference once I started drinking Magic Mind and how fast and efficient I was able to edit and get each episode out the door. It was a dramatic difference in terms of being able to stay focused on what I was working on and just plowing through it, I guess. I, I don't know how to explain it.
0: Well, I happen to have a bottle of Magic Mind right here, Um, so I'm going to break it open. And uh, it says on it – so a few things. I'll read off the label. It says, gives you energy, helps you relax, keeps you focused, makes you happy. I like all those things. It also says – do more, stress less, considering most of my life tends to be the opposite. Do less and stress more. That seems like a good thing. Uh, the directions are, number one, shake. I shook it before I opened it. Two, breathe. That's kind of unavoidable for me at this point. That could change at any moment at my age. Um, and three, <laughs> three, it says to drink it. So I'm going to try chugging this. I have had it before. Um, and then I'll describe it. Is it, is it cold? Well, it is. it was when we started this, but ah. at this point, no, it's not.
2: So as Todd's drinking that and mentioning his age this morning, he did offhand tell me, hey, I think just so you know, we have this piece of equipment somewhere in the warehouse. Like, Okay, thank you. That's good to know. Is there a reason you're telling me this? Or just in case you die, someone else here knows that? Uh, pretty much the latter.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Always be prepared. So, I drank
0: it. It has a bit of a, I wouldn't say earthy, but green earth. It has a green taste. Um, mm. But I uh, think it's good. I, I like it. You know, it, one of the ingredients I'm reading is pepper extract. And I taste the pepperiness. and. I am yeah. a pepper nut. I mean, I drive my wife nuts when I cook because everything gets so peppered. Um, no, I, I don't mind it at all. It's good. So we'll leave it up to the audience to see whether there is a change in my energy
1: level for the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, we actually, the folks at uh, Magic Mind, were kind enough to send over a um, a discount code for anyone in our audience that wants to try it out. Um, it's only good for 10 days. Um, they have There's two ways you can purchase it on their website. You can do a one-time purchase or you can sign up for a subscription if you go to magicmind.co, not .com, .co slash disruption and use the discount code disruption20. Um, I'll make sure we get that in the show notes, but that will give you um, I believe forty percent off your first order if it's a subscription um, and then twenty percent off if you just or, um, don't sign up for the subscription and just place a one time order, but it's only good for ten days. Um, again, I highly recommend you check it out try it if you're if you're looking for something like this to kind of give you the a boost and uh focus and relaxation and energy and all, all that stuff.
0: Awesome, magic mind okay, good stuff. So on to our next thing, I want to ask you guys, um, anyone want to comment on a favorite guest or episode uh, from our first year of construction disruption or perhaps a moment that you really remember or maybe something that surprised you? I know one of the episodes that stands out in my mind, um, I'll get mine in first before anyone else steals it. Uh, One of the ones that stands out in my mind was George Smart, um, who spoke about preserving modernist architecture. And he's he's not an architect. Um, He's just a guy that loves modern architecture and uh, has kind of developed a uh, society and an organization to uh, talk about it and preserve it and celebrate it. And uh, he was just fascinating. Um, I just really enjoyed it because – and that's architecture I enjoy as well. So uh, I think that was episode 23, Definitely, definitely one of my favorites.
3: I went back and looked, and mine was pretty close in time. There, I think it was episode twenty-five with uh, Jason and Mary Sturgeon.
0: Mm. Um,
3: I really liked these two. I felt like they had a lot of good stuff to say, and especially their approach to kind of helping people and elevating people in their, you know, in their lives and their businesses. And I thought it was a really kind of uplifting episode. You know, that's been a fun part
0: of it too. Is so many people we hear are. Um, in careers where they're working from their passion, you know, they've got mm-hmm. a passion about caring for other people or developing other people. And uh, we see a lot of that in the various episodes. I mean, another one I really enjoyed uh, was the one with uh, Mason and Jordan Burchett where they told a very um, personal story uh, that I found um, uplifting. Um, and it was a time where they went through some adversity and um, pretty ballsy of them to tell that story. Um, but that certainly was one of one of my favorites of all of them. Anyone else want to share a favorite episode?
1: Sure, I'll, I'll share mine. And this will probably surprise you. Um, my and this is hard to pick a favorite one, because there were so many good ones. Mm-hmm. But the episode with uh, Benson um, oh. And I cannot remember how to pronounce his I think last it's name.
3: Abortogo, I think the G is uh, island.
1: Abortogo. Um, on on, it was episode forty about increasing profits while working less. I thought that was just a, a great episode, and and really, I I think I probably it's it's probably my favorite because I liked his personality and attitude and. I also spent the most time editing that episode because he has a pretty thick accent. Um, so I don't know if I just naturally bonded with him because I spent so much time listening <laughs> <laughs> to him. I was going to say, but, I think I didn't do the transcript for that. I think
3: you no, did that one. So Yeah,
1: you were on vacation or, a, yeah. or something. Um, that one took a while, but uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it, and I got a lot out of that episode. You know, he's a
0: great guy to follow on LinkedIn also, um, always posts a lot of good inspiration and encouraging things. Yeah, yeah, that that one, stand. they all stand out in my mind. I, right. I once said that my favorite one tends to be the last one we mm-hmm. did just because I, I've i enjoyed them all a great deal.
2: For similar reasons, I really enjoyed our episode with Tony Trapp, which was unique for us for that it was someone actually here locally, but uh, is a leader nationally in the um, trades education at the high school level for, um, young people, uh, giving them an opportunity that hasn't always been as endorsed and promoted as traditional college and beyond, but, um, just, uh, here in, in, learning more about what op- those opportunities that do exist, but then also, uh, blessed me here in his spirit and passion for just, uh, loving and caring for the next generation of, of young people, um, other, you know, RJ Adler, I really enjoyed uh, from Wheelpad, you know, mm-hmm. hearing a good, great example of some new, innovative, uh, new perspective on thinking about really meeting a need in construction with you know, ADUs and, and temporary, um, accessibility, uh, in homes. Um, Crystal Eggers and Catherine Prosev, uh, that was probably the one, if I had to pick one where I learned the most, I felt like really learned a lot that episode of just whether we can have the discussion on whether you want to call it climate change or something else, but, um, just the, the transitions and constant evolution of climate and then how that needs to be considered and how we're building and repairing, rebuilding after events, uh, That was uh, very interesting. Yeah,
0: that was a good one also. And and I'm glad you mentioned Tony Trapp and, you know, this is a guy with a heart as big as can be um, that everyone local knows. And, you know, another one of my favorites was our first episode, Paula Parker, um, where she talked about, you know, the process of change and and how you bring that about. And uh, I think that was hugely eye-opening. Frank Farmer talking about the sales process uh, was really, really a good episode as well. So, yeah, it's fun. Every once in a while, I'll be sitting at home and just sit and listen to some snippets of one that we've already done. And uh, yeah, always, always find it enjoyable. Um, well, as we wrap up our first year and head into our second year, um, anyone have any thoughts on dream guests um, or ways in which you hope we can bring more value to our listeners uh, in year two? Um, or, or like I said, folks you would love to have on as a guest.
2: You keep tweeting at Elon, but he hasn 't replied yet, but maybe we 'll get him, him eventually man. He gets mentioned on here a lot
0: though whenever we ask <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: uh, ask yeah. the question of uh, who would you like to trade places with for a day? Uh, his name comes up quite quite frequently and and my goodness who he 'd be awesome i 'd love to have a guest that would and, and i 've looked for this and and made a couple of reach outs love to have a guest that would talk about you know what would construction look like on the moon or mars and hmm. Elon really would have cool. some thoughts on that undoubtedly.
2: I do think I'm I'm excited to even have some of the the guests that we've had come back on we've got some mm-hmm. great opportunity just uh you can only cover so much in a half hour to 45 minutes but it's this year it seems like we're had our arms spread really wide trying to yeah bring in kind of the far flung areas of the industry together and just really uh making those cross connections and kind of into some pretty esoteric and specific conversations and and maybe um Yeah, having some episodes of some uh, in the future of some really, okay, hard brass tacks kind of tools and tactics that then we can uh, bring to folks of people that are being successful. um, Yeah, of here's how we can go out and implement uh, these methods and and grow our businesses uh, immediately. So I think that that could be cool to bring back and and have that type of focus of – immediately implementable, uh, uh, you know, new new methods that could bring some great value across the industry.
3: Yeah. Good stuff. I kind of look at it as like a snowman. We rolled up this big group of guests and put them up there, and they, you know, they were a good foundation for us, but now we want to kind of narrow things down, put up that metal part of it. You know, as we keep going, maybe it'll be a pretty tall snowman, I guess, but eventually we will get to that head where we have it very focused and it's, you know, just the right size. So I think we'll get there very good.
1: Yeah, I I agree, you know, thinking about all the potential guests that, you know, that are out there it could be very vertiginous, but um you know, just trying to to come up with who would be good. You know, there's just so many there's so many opportunities out there. I've top of my list is Elon. I think that would make a ton of sense and would love it if he was on the the podcast. I I would like to, you know, we've talked about the future and moving forward and maybe being a little more focused uh but i i I would love to have a comedian on too i think that would be a great episode also ryan reynolds i love i follow (laughs) ryan ryan reynolds on uh he's one of my favorite actors on linkedin you know and he talks a lot about marketing and and he's done some crazy incredible stuff with uh advertising and ad campaigns and the you know for his companies and others um i think that could be interesting
2: does he own that self? What? What is? Yeah.
1: That, okay. Mint, that is Mint his Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if he's the full owner, but I believe yes he. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I really I enjoy their ads. It's good they're doing it.
1: I I enjoy his sense of humor, <laughs> a lot.
2: Well, my dream guest would be
0: someone who is hilarious but doesn't realize they are hilarious, and that's who I'm really looking for. Is is the person that. Um, yeah, they uh maybe a little bit out there with some of their thinking um that that uh, challenges you and makes you laugh but at the same time they're pretty serious about it. So I'm I'm not going to tell them. That's why I chose them as a guest. I suppose that would be in bad form but
1: <laughs> <laughs> now every future guest is going to wonder yeah, if
0: that's yeah, am I. I that guy? Am I that <laughs> guy? <laughs> Am I the crackpot? Okay. Um, well, anyway, I will say if if anyone in our audience has any um, ideas um, or suggestions for topics or future guests, um, something you would love to hear us dig into and uh, bring a unique perspective on, um, drop me a note, todd.miller at isaiahindustries.com. Um, and uh, would love to hear from you and hear your ideas and suggestions. Again, Todd, dot miller at com. So I'm curious, you guys, anyone want to talk about what you enjoy about the construction industry? Um, Any ways that uh, you find it inspirational or enjoyable? I mean, I'll say I I just I love the relationships. And I suppose I could be in any industry and be able to build those same relationships. But uh, what I find so often in construction is um, because so many of the people in our industry came from Banging nails, as I say. Um, You know, they just, they're very pure and they're very open. They're very honest and not pretentious. And uh, I just love those relationships that I've been able to build over, uh, yeah, I won't even say 40 some years now. This is why I'm telling people where pieces of equipment are hidden.
2: You know, it, just an industry that's so service centric and main, meeting one of the most foundational needs of of humanity, and then also, you know, in that service because it is such a critical need, and there's just a lot of emotion invested with at every level um, uh, of the of the industry, all the way down to the final home or building or dwelling, and uh, just so critical to the quality of life um, for everybody involved. So I think that that creates just a a Invested heart interest um, for so many folks, and uh, a pure interest of just wanting to care and take care of people and ultimately provide something yeah that that is meaningful, valuable, and tangible too it's not an industry where you're just watching dollars float around spreadsheets and don't actually mean something, um, but there is something to show for it at the end of the day too so
3: I think for me it's been not quite sure how to phrase it, but kind of opening up a new area of life that I never thought about. Not that it's, you know, some, but I didn't think about like, oh, you know, this roof or this roof. And then I noticed just a couple, you know, after being involved in the construction industry a little more, I'd see myself glancing up there thinking, man, they really need to replace that roof or there's something wrong <laughs> with that. Or So I'd say for me, it's just been kind of peeling back something that I, I kind of took for granted or didn't think about before and kind of given me a little bit of a window into it and how much it affects everybody.
1: You're officially part of the team when you yes. constantly look at roofs. Yeah. Well, that does
2: happen eventually. A fender bender is coming eventually, just everywhere yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know when we um you know, first kind of developed the the idea and the concept for construction disruption, and Ryan came up with a fantastic name that uh, uh, I still love and is gaining us a lot of traction. But you know, one of my thoughts was I really wanted to be able to reach folks who were new to our industry or perhaps young in their careers, because one of the things that the construction industry has talked about for years is it's uh, it's not a particularly sexy industry that a lot of folks are flocking to be a part of, and. Um, so, my hope was that if we did get new folks we'd get them as audience members and you know really start to build into them and show them what the potential is and help them be the best that they can be um, in our industry I, I remember you know a couple of the guests we've had were coaches uh, to help coach people in their careers and uh, help them find their real Sweet spots in life, um but that's always been one of my hopes is uh help to encourage and bring new folks into the industry um What do you guys think what uh types of things do you hope that we're bringing to the industry uh through this show
1: i I think my my ultimate hope is that we are just helping people succeed um and do do better at what they do, improve their life um you know whether that's all work life or home life or a mix of both, but just helping, helping improve people's lives through what is being shared here. That's my biggest hope, I guess.
3: That's cool. I think mine plays into that a little bit and a little bit to the last answer I gave where I think it's just cool to kind of give this an outlet for people to share some of their life and their work and kind of share that with other people and get a glimpse into their world. And I know for me, like I said, it's opened up a lot of different you know, views or a lot of different things I didn't have really any idea about and so I think doing that for other people would be cool. Even you know, with a lot of different topics, you know, we recently had solar and home energy storage and that was something I kinda knew about, but I went in and researched and then we learned a lot in the episode. So I think it's just cool to kind of share that information.
0: Well very interesting. Well we're about to the end of our time. Anyone have anything else that you want to share that we haven't covered yet? Well after that rounding sound of crickets (laughs) we will move on i did want to say
2: you uh yeah thank you guys you guys have the three of you have carried a much heavier load on on this project than i have i've just gotten to show up and talk a little bit and ask ask people questions but uh, this has been uh, a lot of fun to be a part of and looking forward to to what the next evolution of it's going to look like in the second year
0: yeah i'll second that it really has been fun and it's taken i think more effort than any of us thought that that it would um require but uh been very, very cool. So one of our favorite parts of each episode, um, at least my favorite part, I think for all of us, is what we call our rapid-fire question round. This is where we ask our guests um, some random questions and uh, ask for their quick response. So um, we're going to do a little bit different take on it. We each have prepared a question, I think, to ask the others. And I think it's fair if we answer our own questions also. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and ask the first rapid-fire question of you guys. Um, what is your least favorite sound? Hmm. I'll go ahead and share mine. While um, so what you guys are thinking about yours. Oh, my goodness. I can't stand the sound or the feel of fingernails on brushed stainless steel
1: hmm. or
0: any sort of brushed metal. It just sends shivers down my spine, which is bad when you've spent your entire career in the metal industry. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's my least favorite sound.
1: Um, I, I'll share mine. Mine is kids whining. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling yours might be something like that. Can't stand the whining. <laughs> I love them, but I cannot stand the whining.
2: Yeah, I've, I've noticed at four it start it started. So if we are mm. going to continue whining, you can do so by yourself in your room. Now the next choice is yours. But <laughs> um, I I cannot. If there is a fly in the house and I'm hearing buzzing, no matter how far away, I cannot relax. So if I if I come home at the end of the day and Nicole knows there's one somewhere she kind of meets me at the door with the swatter and I've got to take care of that before <laughs> anything else can be done. So um, this this may get us yeah, Peta uh, it put us in Peta's crosshairs, but we all know what comes next.
0: I know you gently pick them up and carry them yeah, outside. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
3: <laughs> I think mine, I was going to say styrofoam, like squeaky styrofoam, mm. but I think it's actually more like nails on a chalkboard. That is just, I don't know, it really gets me.
0: That's kind of like the stainless, the brushed <laughs> yeah. steel thing, yeah. Okay, next rapid-fire question.
2: Other than construction disruption, uh, what's your guys' favorite podcast or podcast you enjoy?
1: I've, I've, I have have a lot Um that I kind of bounce between. I, I will download a few episodes and listen to them like while I'm mowing or whatnot. And and then I think I kind of get sick of them and I bounce to a different one. But the one I've been hooked on lately is called Upflip. It's about starting and growing businesses. And there's just a lot of great um, stories on there um, about how people have kind of started different things. Uh, they're just all success stories. And I, I find it really inspiring.
3: I don't really listen to podcasts, but I did catch kind of a clip of the chunk of one recently that I thought was interesting. I think the interviewer's name is Lex Fridman, but he was interviewing John Carmack, who one of the early guys at id who made Doom and Wolfenstein and all that. So like an incredibly talented programmer. The guy's insane. I mean, he basically helped invent FPS, but um it was just interesting to hear a guy like that talk because he went on to do VR stuff and Oculus and all this and he, he had some interesting views on stuff. That's the last one I, I really listened to.
2: Awesome. Yeah, Lex does some interesting interviews. That's for sure. You know, I have to say I don't
0: listen to many podcasts either. Isn't that horrible? Um, I have listened to Crime Junkie a few times. And oh. uh, I sort of enjoy Crime Junkie. Um, I think someone also, as we were driving across the country once on a business trip, Uh, Had me listening to something called S-Tap, as I recall. (laughs) Yes. And uh, that was pretty good also.
2: Yes, that is one of my favorite, of all time favorites. But uh, Serial is good. NPR puts out Serial. They do a nice job with lots of, I I like that sort of investigative journalism, long form story. That's uh, good stuff. Craig Groeschel, Monthly Leadership Podcast is good. Martyr Made is a good history podcast. Those are my favorite.
1: So well, I got to add, like, you know, just the the crime stuff is I love it. Um, once I start listening to it, I can't stop. So I try to avoid them. Um, but we did go to Florida this summer uh, and drove, and it, so I downloaded a ton of crime, and I I was like, no, I'm good. I'm driving. I'm driving <laughs> the whole way, and I just had my earbuds in, and one one episode after another was awesome. So. <laughs> Those are definitely good – it's great storytelling is what it is, you know.
2: There's been road trips where I'm driving long – you know, during the day and get hooked on one and I sit in the hotel in the dark and don't have the TV (laughs) on. Instead, of just have the podcast playing
1: (laughs) in the background. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I used to listen to The Moth some too, I think it was called. I haven't listened to that in a while, but used to listen to that on occasion. So our next rapid-fire question, Ryan, you want to share?
1: Sure. Actually, I, I had one in mind, but I changed it. Um, what is your favorite movie of all time? I can, I can lead off, um, because I know what mine is. If you guys need a minute to think. Go for it. Okay. Mine is, I don't know that it's a very well-known movie, but it's called The Guardian with Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher. It's about a Coast Guard, about a rescue swimmer. Um, It's been—I don't watch it a lot. I did when it first came out, and it must have just been at a time in my life where it was the right timing to watch that movie, but I love the story there, and it's always been my ultimate favorite movie. Yeah,
2: that's that's a good one. I don't know. Mine feels really juvenile, but I've got to be honest with you all and our listeners— Tommy Boy is the movie I go back to <laughs> over and over and over again. I
3: just watched that for the first time, like on my trip back from Italy. I watched it on the flight. No I way. That and Happy Go more in a couple. Of years. <laughs> oh, no, um, great. great. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, for me, this is kind of tough because I was gonna say Interstellar, but I don't know how much of that is just the soundtrack carrying it. And so I think it might be Blade Runner. I really loved Blade Runner when I watched that. It was pretty cool.
1: Good movie.
0: You know, this is a hard question for me. I I don't watch many movies anymore. And I mean, back when I was in college, there was Dollar Night at the theater. So I saw every movie that went out from about 1982 to 1986 at Dollar Night. Um, but, you know, I hear people who say, you know, oh, I've watched that movie several times There is only one movie I've ever watched more than once, so I guess it has to qualify as my favorite, and that is Stand By Me. But that's the only movie I've ever seen more than one time in my entire life. Wow. Ethan, wrap us up with our final rapid-fire
3: question. All right. um, I got two. Let me see which one I want to do. Oh, okay. Would you rather be reincarnated as a cat or a dog? Oh.
1: A dog, for sure.
0: (laughs) I, I have to say dog also. I'm very allergic to cats, and I can't imagine anything worse than being allergic to yourself.
3: <laughs> I don't know how that would work, yeah.
2: Goodness. The The introvert in me says cat, but— Because you can just hide under the bed all day. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: but the litter box probably tips me towards dog. Well,
0: I don't know. That sounds convenient.
3: <laughs> you don't
1: yeah. have to wait on anybody. Right. I guess That's, that's a good is, point. Maybe— Maybe oh, yeah, I yeah. answered too soon.
3: Because cat, like, you get pampered and all this stuff,
1: and, you know, they're always buying you toys and stuff. So. I just, I'm a dog guy, so it, my gut reaction was dog, but maybe I need to change mine. I think I'm cat. Yeah, the convenient you
2: swayed me. I think it's cat. <laughs> the convenience of us peeing in the corner of your room.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it was cat for me, too, just the independence of it. But dog, I don't know, dogs are great. Like, I love dogs, you know. They're awesome. They're you know, but I think it would be cat. Maybe I'm not sure.
2: Goodness, four dog people saying cat to actually be—that's interesting. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm still dog. I'm, I, I couldn't
0: be I'm, allergic I'm to myself. I'm sticking with
1: dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't change. <laughs> there's, there's good arguments for being a cat, though.
0: <laughs> Those were good, guys. Hey, thank you. This has been a very fun episode. Thank you so much. So we got to talk about our challenge words. We all got them worked in. Uh, my challenge word, uh, which was given to me by Ethan, as I recall, was ornamental. Um, so I worked that one in. What was your challenge word, Seth? Maelstrom.
2: And who gave you that? Todd. Ca- <laughs> t- cataclysmic event. Turmoil. Tumultuous.
3: That's a good one. Yeah. yeah.
2: I congratulate
0: you
1: all worked him in. Great job. Ryan, what was your word? Vertiginous. I'm not even sure if I said it right when I said it. <laughs> That's a heck of a word. <laughs> You said it right, and
0: it made made
1: perfect sense. Yeah, it's one of
0: those words that you just kind of assume what it means based upon what it sounds like, and a, you yeah, just kind yeah, of go yeah. with that.
1: Okay. I thought about just like coughing and being like, <laughs> <ridiculous>. I wondered <laughs> just how just you're going it Just, just randomly,
3: uh, mine was snowman, which I really wanted to do something with Frosty the Snowman, but I just couldn't find the right couldn't find the right opportunity.
2: Favorite movie? It could have been. Yeah, it that's could have, true. Been, that would have been. I just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got impatient. It would have been a tiny bit juvenile, I
3: suppose. But. <laughs> Not more juvenile than Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, and I will say this I have never seen Tommy Boy all the way through, but there are bits and pieces of it I've seen multiple times. Well, this has been great. Thank you all so very much. Um, I appreciate each of you and uh, all that you bring here to make Construction Disruption a huge success across the planet, I think. We've gotten a little bit of recognition and gaining some traction and doing some good stuff. So thank you all. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Construction Disruption. Please watch for and listen for future episodes of our podcast. Um, even though this one you were subjected to us, normally we have great guests on tap. Uh, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Until next time, change the world for someone, make them smile, encourage them powerful things you can do to change the world. God bless. Take care. This is Isaiah Industries signing off until the next episode of Construction Disruption.